Adjunct Students of the BM Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, welcome back to another episode. I hope you are all well. I hope you have been grateful. I hope you have been meditating and that you thoroughly enjoyed the last episode which talked about faith and I wanted to come on here and share more about faith because man faith is so important but I have another episode for you but what I do want to share though is I just want to nip this thing in the butt in regards to the mustard seed faith our goal in this life should not be to have a mustard size faith. No. <laughs> we should not desire to have a mustard sized faith and think and believe that's all we're supposed to have. Jesus said, if you had a faith as small as a mustard seed, meaning that if your faith was even as small as this, it could do this. You could tell a mountain to move and it would move. That means that size of faith can do such a thing, but that doesn't mean that that should be our goal. We should be looking to do more than just tell a mountain to move. We want to have great faith. Great faith means more than a mustard size faith. So I just wanted to share that and hope that that will help us to build our faith and grow our faith and grow in faith by hearing God and obeying God so that we can truly walk out this life in faith. Okay, so I just don't want us to believe that, okay, if I exercise faith today and then tomorrow I don't, but at least, you know, at least I have a a size as small as a mustard seed. No, that's not the goal. That should not be the goal. If you've been in the faith for a while and you only have a mustard size faith, a size of a mustard seed faith, that's problematic. Okay. But today I want to talk about wake up and think. Wake up and think. So as I've mentioned before, I started, I think my mom, my mom actually came here not too long ago. She came to stay a few days with me and she was asking for my Netflix account and she was trying to get on um, the Netflix account and it literally had logged me out of the TV. Like my Netflix account wasn't synced on my TV anymore. And so she was asking me about that and I'm like, it's not? Maybe someone signed me out. Like I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't watch TV. I don't know. So she was like, well, when's the last time you watched it? I'm like, I don't know, maybe sometime in the summertime. So for a few months now, I have literally taken a strike and have not, you know, consciously not been consuming television, um, have not been watching any TV, have not been watching any movies, anything of that sort. I had to watch a movie for a class. So anything that's related to educational purposes, I, you know, I have to watch and I'm going to watch, but anything in regards to just pure entertainment or pure just idleness, like I'm just not doing that. Consciously made that decision not to do that. So I'm being intentional about that. I've also have limited my social media consumption I check it to check for my messages or to post like my daily workouts. But other than that, unless I am like intentionally looking for something or someone for some sort of information, I'm not just consuming blindly or idly social media. Like I just decided not to do that. Right. And it's been really great for a vast majority of reasons. And I believe what it has allowed me to do 
and this is my reasons for not consuming them is because I realized that with entertainment, with images, with ideas, with words, it's all relaying some sort of thought, right? Everybody wants you to think a certain way because if you think their way, you advance their agenda. And so when I came to realize that by the grace of God, I realized, okay, I need to put a stop to all of that. Too much consumption, too many thoughts, too many different ways, too many different ideas. And so I stopped my consumption intentionally. And what it has allowed me to do and and has given me the space to do is to question things. Things that I think, the way people talk, what people say, I have been questioning it, right? If I believe that this is the way to go and this is how I should live or this is what I should wear, I question, why do I think I should wear this? Why do I think this is okay? Why do I make an excuse for people and why do I make an excuse for such behavior? My Me making an excuse or me dressing in this way or me thinking in this way all comes from somewhere. And so I have been able to pinpoint the root of some of these thoughts and some of these ideas. And so it has helped me in my life. It has helped me in the direction in which I am going. It has made the vision for me much more clear because I have given myself the opportunity to think. And I realized that a lot of our issues is because we fail to think. And it's not nobody's fault, right? Please do not take this and think that I'm like pointing my fingers at you. I'm not. I'm talking to all of us. But it's because nobody really teaches us how to think. Nobody teaches us to look at something and think beyond what we see. And in order to do that, you have to be spiritual, right? So as kingdom citizens, this is not just a title we wear or we claim for the sake of it. If I'm um, a United States citizen, right? I'm a citizen of America, which I am. It makes sense to say that. It makes sense to the person who hears that because you can physically go to this place. Being a kingdom citizen, it is not a, the, the kingdom is not a physical one, right? It's a spiritual one. And so in order for us to go beyond what we see, we have to be one with God. We have to be a true citizen of the kingdom of God because what we're looking beyond is spiritual So let me look at my notes right quick because I literally just got this download. I didn't think that this is what I was going to talk about this week. But I got this download and it stirred me up. And so I'm excited to share with you guys today. And so again, the title is Wake Up and Think. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you know I love to reference this scripture because honestly, it's one of my favorite scriptures. And that is Romans 12, verse 2. And there it states, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed by the patterns of this world. Okay? And so I need us to understand that we have to be intelligent. We have to be intelligent people. Being a child of God, we got to understand our God is literally the source of intelligence. So if we are one with him, that means that we too are intelligent. But we have to like activate that intelligence, right? We have to do what intelligence people do. We can't just say this is who we are. And yet we don't do anything that speaks to who we are, which is intelligent. And so here is what I mean by that. We have to understand how there is a history when it comes to humans. There are studies and there is a way in which 
we as humans are are really like there's a nature that we have a nature about us and so we have to understand that with entertainment with you know the media with mainstream ideas and and things of that sort these people have done their due diligence and they have studied the nature of humans. They have studied the evolution of humans. They know what humans like. They know what we don't like. They know how to um, appease us. They know how to tempt us. They like. They know how to draw us in, right? And so we, every day we fall into their traps. I say traps, but I say it lightly. It's it's. Uh, I say it lightly, but it's that's almost what it is. Like. We fall into their way of life. We fall into what they want us to do, how they want us to think, how they want us to be because they use our natural tendencies. We always talk about the flesh, right? Oh, the flesh this, the flesh that. We got to crucify the flesh, da, 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 da. But we don't even understand what the flesh means. We don't even understand what is flesh, Flesh is is like a heart condition. Flesh is a mindset. But if we don't know humans' default mindset, humans' default heart condition, we don't know what we're truly crucifying. We don't know what we're selling to die if we don't know the actual thoughts, the ideas, the ways of the human flesh. We have to be intelligent. The scripture says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. So therefore, in order to not conform to their pattern, we have to know what the pattern is. Doesn't that make sense? Like, if you tell me, don't be like Jacob, for example, how do I know I'm not being like Jacob unless I know how Jacob is, what Jacob does? What, you know what I mean? Like, I have to know what it is so I know not to conform that way. So, we have to know and understand the patterns of the world so that way we don't fall victim to conforming to it. So then, we look at the patterns, right? We do our due diligence and we look at certain patterns how does humans live in, in these conditions and what they usually do because history repeats itself. We have to understand that. We look at the patterns. And behind the patterns, if we dissect the patterns, we'll find thoughts. Because a pattern is formed by thoughts. In order for somebody to fall within a pattern of something, they before they even began that pattern, there was a thought. So we have to dissect the thoughts. This is the good thing about it. Because if we can understand the thoughts and we can know the thoughts, in order to prevent ourselves from conforming to their patterns, we don't adopt their thoughts. Instead, we look to Christ and we ask Christ, what is your thought? <laughs> okay, so that way we don't fall victim and fall in line with their way of moving with their way of thinking and fall into their patterns this goes for all aspects of life this goes for marriage raising children school career family life whatever it may be there's always a pattern you have to study the pattern you have to dissect the pattern to know the thoughts and then you have to get another thought you don't adopt that thought because if you adopt that thought you'll fall into their patterns you adopt another thought you get that thought from christ we can't be so surface level on our pursuit of righteousness and holiness because one who is surface level with these things are not going to do their due diligence to discover and make it plain the patterns of the world which really could be the patterns of human nature to dissect it for the thought and then to replace it with the correct thought. That takes intentional, intentional work. That takes going beyond the surface, right? 
So if we are truly pursuing righteousness, which is right standing with God, if we're truly pursuing the kingdom and his principles and his rule, we have to do more than surface level thinking. Thoughts are things. And that is very important. We don't realize that thoughts are things. So thoughts, nations are built and nations are destroyed by thoughts. That's how important thoughts are. Thoughts will get literally this a generation of people like 40 generations of people to do the same exact thing from a thought. One thought someone had. They created a pattern and every generation after that follows that same pattern because of that same thought. That's why it's so important that we get the mind of Christ. He says, what is it? I'm paraphrasing it, but basically like, take heed that I have already overcame the world. He already overcame those systems. He already overcame those thoughts. You do not have to adopt those thoughts. You can adopt his. I'm reminded of the scripture that says, if a man even looks at a woman in lust, he already committed adultery. That's a thought. His thought already made him commit the adultery. Thoughts are important. I'm also reminded of the scriptures that says, do not be deceived by the devices of Satan. Devices meaning thoughts. Satan has thoughts. The kingdom of darkness has thoughts. They are aware of these things. They understand that if I can just push certain thoughts it doesn't seem crazy. It doesn't seem odd. It seems like it seems okay. It, it kind of seems good. I push these thoughts and now they're advancing the kingdom of darkness. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We can be so surface level and we can condemn people for being like the world and quoting Romans 12 verse 2 like oh my gosh they're clubbing and they're drinking and they're smoking and they're celebrating Halloween yes sure that's true but what about being a glutton (laughs) the same person that will condemn one for being like the quote-unquote world will be a glutton will be depressed would be anxious quick to curse someone out because they got the wrong one listen that too is following patterns of the world you have their same thoughts and i get it and i and i have empathy for sure and i'm again i'm not blaming nobody or pointing any fingers but i need us to understand it is not god's will for you to be walking around here depressed It is not God's will for you to be out here anxious, worried, quick-tempered, angered, not sober-minded. It's not his will. But again, I don't put any blame on anybody. I'm not pointing any fingers. I just need us to wake up and think. If you fall in any of what I've said, you have to think. Why do I feel like I have to be this way? What thought that just came across my mind that put me in this position? Take that thought captive, it says, and submit it to Christ. It almost means like take that thought or that pattern. If it's first a pattern, you don't understand the the thought. Take that pattern, dissect that pattern, find the thought, take that thought, submit it to Christ, get his way, get his thoughts, because his thoughts are above. The worldly stuff, the worldly patterns, their thoughts are from our surface level. It's from the earth. It's, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's not from, it's not from above. Christ's thoughts are from above. It's from the heaven. It's from heavenly places, you know? These are the thoughts to adopt. 
So that way you don't fall victim to the patterns of this world. I remember when I was in um, Haiti this summer and I visited a historical site. And I remember my dad was like, oh, did you look up this place? Like, did you do your research? And I was looking at him like, what? For one, I did not know exactly where I was going. Like you mentioned it, but I didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into. And he basically, you know, reprimanded me in a way and was just like, oh, you know, you, you, you're going to a new place. You're supposed to do your research. You're supposed to know what you're getting yourself into, yada, yada, yada. I get it. I could have been triggered, but I wasn't because he's right. And I need to be that excellent. I need to be that excellent. And what I mean by that is that before you enter into a place that you you know of, right? Because there are some things that it just kind of just happens and you really didn't have time to prepare. But places in which you know you're heading into or you desire to head into or you plan to go to a different country, you plan to go visit some sort of site, you should do your due diligence and you should look into the history of that place, whether it be a school, whether it be a job, whether it be a city, a state, a status in life, marriage, singleness, whatever it may be. So you should do your studies and look into the history of it. And the reason why I say that is because, again, history repeats itself. And so, for example, again, going back to the, to the, to the Haiti thing, there was a lot that I was able to learn. But had I studied, I would have came with a different mentality. I would have came with a different perspective because I would have came already knowing certain things. I would have already known certain patterns, certain ideas, certain thoughts. And it would have allowed me the opportunity to almost like get more from the, the tour guide and even get more from my father right deep calls out to deep so if I would have studied by myself I would have came and I would have had certain questions that would have signaled the fact that I've already studied this thing and it would have allowed that opportunity to be even more profound because I would have been able to go beyond surface things but that's not really why I brought that up. I, that just came to mind. But I want to share that it's important that we be that excellent and we be that intelligent with not just something like that where you're going out of the country, you're going into a new place, but in all areas of our lives. I remember before I went into law school, I knew what people were saying about law school. They were saying, you'll be stressed. You won't have no time. You'll lose your hair. you lose your friends and all these things. And I, I understood that there was a certain pattern and I understood the thoughts that people who fall within those patterns have they said you know lawyers are like the major alcoholics people come to law school and they start drinking and 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 I, I I understood that and so I took all of that and I understand that history repeats itself but one thing I made up my mind about I was not going to subject myself to that type of history if that makes sense so even before I went into law school I made sure that I sat with God and I got a vision for for law school I got God's thoughts about me and even being there so when I walked up into law school when I started that journey I had a whole different perspective I don't share the same story that people have in regards to law school and in regards to the stress and all that it comes with I have a very different story I have a very different testimony and I credit that to me adopting God's thoughts on it like you know you don't have to go in there and you don't have to be depressed you don't have to go in there and be overwhelmed you're not gonna let law school is not gonna over overtake you or your life you're gonna have a life and you're gonna do law school you're gonna do other things as well I sent you there so nobody can take you out of there these are thoughts that I, I had already adopted so when I walked up in there I had a whole different perspective so everybody's stressed and losing their mind and I'm over here peaceful 
at ease. Why? Because I walked up in there with a different thought. I wasn't going to follow their patterns. So again, understand where you go into a job. Go do your research. Who founded this place? Like, what, what are their values? What is their mission here? When people come up in here, why do they leave? Why do people, why do people quit? Why do people get fired? Understand the history there. If people are in there and they're depressed, okay, they look sad. Understand the history. Understand what you're getting yourself into. Then you go to God and you say, God, this is what I've discovered. This is what I did in my, this is what I've, what I've studied, right? Help me not to fall into that trap. Help me not to fall within those patterns. Give me a new thought. Give me a new perspective. Because when I go in there, right? Because you go in there with a different perspective, you'll have a different experience. This is how you are able to be the light. You brought something different to them. You have a different thought that caused you to have a different attitude. And then you start a different pattern. This new pattern is God's will. So wherever you go, you bring God's will. You are the light. It takes, in order to be the light, it takes you adopting another thought. You having a different thought. Does that make sense? So... I say this, and I guess me bringing up the Haiti example and my father is, let me start with this. If you come on here and you tune into the Being One podcast, and I get it, I can be a very assertive, I realized, in my approach. It's my passion. I genuinely don't want us to live this life and live this life below standard. Like, I don't want us to live this life below God's will. Like, no, I no. I don't want us to live this life and we cannot confidently say that we experience life life more abundantly. And so if I come on here and the things that I say trigger you in any way, that's not a bad thing. Right? It's not a bad thing. It that's something for you to go to God about and say, God, okay, maybe she said this and it triggered me this way. You know, and you go do your due diligence and you go see this thing out. Something in you is being triggered. And why is that? I'm only wanting to come on here and help us to be better. I want us to be excellent. Because I want us to live life and have life more abundantly. Okay, so I only pray and hope that I come on here and it helps us to be excellent. And and for you to realize and understand that you are you need to be that excellent. I don't like mediocrity. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like when I hear Christians are falling in, are falling victim into the patterns of the world and they're walking around here sad and depressed and anxious. It really, it irks me because that's not God's will. But because it irks me, I have to seek with God and say, okay, God, this irks me. Why is that? And how can we help? How can I help? Help me help them. And so it goes to the thoughts that's why it's so important to take those thoughts captive it's so important and again that goes to all aspects of life your dating life there's certain ideas that we have about dating and certain thoughts that we have about dating that is not godly there are certain ideas that they claim is godly but it really isn't so it really takes you to be one with god to understand what is god's way of of doing this some ways that we've adopted is just convenient But it's not godly. It's actually disrespectful. It actually goes against God. Some of the ideas that we've adopted. Just because it's mainstream and just because it's common. It's not his way. It's not his way. It's not his plan and not his idea for us to be in situations that are causing us constant heartbreak. Causing us to lose our dignity. It's not his will. So we must get his thoughts about it so that we don't conform to the pattern of the world. So we don't conform to the pattern of human nature. 
It's important that we understand human nature. It's important that we understand the evolution of humans. It's important that we understand the evolution of of a female and the evolution of a male so that we know how to understand each other, but we also know what is beneficial for us and what is not. Then we can get God's idea and his thoughts on it and not sit there and try to figure it out for ourselves and then just sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, our flesh, our flesh, our flesh. Well, kill your flesh. Why is your flesh even talking? Why is it still alive? But if you don't know what the flesh does, how do you know what you're killing? Again, going back to we got to be studied. We have to be intelligent. Another example. So for me, it's like it's marriage, right? I remember when I started to sense that marriage is coming. And I remember I got the thought that I need to do my study on marriage because I need to understand what God says about marriage and what are his thoughts concerning marriage. I didn't want to go into marriage with ideas that I got from mainstream. And when I say mainstream, I mean like the world, society, right? I wanted to understand his will for marriage. And I got this like last year and I remember I thought like, okay, yeah, God, like, I have a whole thing with that. There was at one point in my life where I didn't even feel like maybe marriage was in the, bo- in the books for me because I'm just so content being single. But last year when I started to sense marriage, I'm like, okay, I need to do my due diligence. Like I need to study marriage because I don't want to wait until it happens to now want to do the work and to study marriage. Like, no, I need to do that prior to so that way I understand what I'm actually getting myself into before I get into it. And then try to learn about it then. Like, no, like, let's be excellent, right? So if you see, if you know something is coming up, do your study before you enter there. Okay? So that way you're even able to make room for it. Because now you understand what it is that you're actually stepping into to to the best of your ability, right? There's going to be some things that we're just not going to know until we get there. But at least the things we could have known prior to getting there... We did our due diligence and found those things out. Let's not be ignorant. Let's not be naive. Let us be excellent. I said this last year because I thought it, and I know that was God, you know, talking to me. Um, Well, now I know. And I didn't do the studies. Like, I didn't do it. But now, I've been really reading God's word, and I've been doing my study. And it's so funny because I haven't gone in with the intention of learning about marriage or understanding God's thoughts about marriage but for some reason I keep getting downloads about marriage and it literally has been like it's been so transformative and I realized that I've had a mix of mainstream ideas with godly ideas and I'll mix with what I heard in the church and what I heard other people say about marriage and I'll even mix certain scriptures that I really didn't even have understanding about. But I'll mix it with mainstream ideas, whatever the Bible had didn't explicitly talk about. I'll mix in the mainstream ideas and kind of put it all together to make it make sense. And the stuff wasn't making sense now that I realize it. The mainstream ideas was giving me the 50-50 partnership. And all other ideas and thoughts that are promoted by society, which comes from the kingdom of darkness. And I'm so grateful for the downloads that God has been giving me. And, you know, possibly maybe I could share with you all in, in some episode about some of the downloads I've been getting in regards to marriage. It's literally been so beautiful and it has been changing my life and my perspective and even changing my vision on or making my vision clear really on what it will look like when my husband does approach and is revealed I know what I'm looking for now I know what I'm asking for I know what I am accepting and not accepting I have such more of a clearer vision and it makes me so excited because God is in the business of helping us because he wants his will to be done in our lives because he wants to get the glory out of it. He wants us to be the light. He wants us to bring forth new thoughts and patterns to the world. But will we do our due diligence? 
I'm grateful that even when it wasn't in, in my mind to, to be intentional or it was in my mind to be intentional, but I just didn't put in the work then that it's like he he knew it. He knew I, I had that in mind and he was just ready for me to be intentional about seeking him. And he was going to he was ready to reveal things that I wanted to ask him about, which was about marriage. So God hears us. He hears our thoughts. He knows he knows what he told me. Like he told me, Smith, to go look at my word and go find out about marriage. He's the one who told me this. My thoughts didn't come from myself. It came from him. The devil wasn't going to go tell me to go go study about marriage. The devil not interested in me in understanding what marriage is about. You understand? He don't care about that. He don't care for us to know for real. He wants us to get into something and get with somebody that we're not equally yoked with. He wants us to believe that we're in a marriage that's not really a marriage. But God is going to be the one to say, go study up on that. Go look into it. Go get my idea about it. Go understand my will about it. Go understand my way about it. Go go get my thoughts about it. That's God that's going to give you something like that. That's God that's going to put those type of thoughts in your mind. And now it's funny because I've been sharing a little bit of my new thoughts, which is God's thoughts about marriage and courting and I've shared a little bit with people because I'm trying to see what what kind of response will I get. And it's funny because I've been getting, I guess, the responses that I expected. And so it almost makes me feel, because of my perspective, has changed so much. It makes me feel fearful of being stoned for them because I know the girls will be mad and maybe even the guys. But the thing is that Jesus came and he walked on this earth with a different thought he had a different systems of thought some were amazed by it some were shocked by it and some were ready to stone him for it okay so that is expected when you adopt thoughts that are high level thoughts thoughts from heaven when god gives you a thought when he gives you a new way of doing something it's gonna go against the grain it's going to go against mainstream because mainstream is going to give you worldly wisdom, but God's going to give you the godly wisdom and it's going to go against theirs. And they thought for so long what they were doing sounded good. But if we look at the results, if we look at the statistics, it don't work. It does not work. Do not be punked by society. I'm so big on that right now. And that word is just, so relevant for me right now like I keep saying listen don't get punked by society stop being punked by them do not be punked by society do not be punked by this world they are giving you things and trying to give you ideas and give you thoughts that are not working giving you thoughts and giving you ideas that literally has you going against God it sounds good it sounds wise but it's not it's not it don't last It doesn't help you build to sustain anything. You need godly wisdom. So you must see God for his thoughts, his way. And understand that it comes from above. And that people are going to feel all type of ways about it, but that's okay. Because at the end of the day, this thought of yours that you have from God gives you peace. Brings you joy. And allows you to build something that is actually going to be able to sustain for generations and generations and generations. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've became that person that is like it's not that deep, but it is type of girl. If that makes sense, and I'm okay with that. I've realized now that certain perspectives that I have, and again by the grace of God, because these are the thoughts of God has put, put me in that category of, girl, it's not that deep. But I'm like, but it is though. And I'm okay with that. I genuinely feel like I have nothing to prove to anybody. I And here's the thing with me too. And I'm very big on this. And I hope that you, you know, you listen to these episodes and you take, you take what resonates, right? You take what resonates, 
what aligns with you right now where you are on the journey you take it and the other stuff that don't make any sense you let you just let it be there okay it might not make sense right now it might make sense for you later down in your journey or it may not ever make sense for you and that is okay so i'm big on right now making sure that i live in such a way that my conscience is clear so the more i study the word of god the more i study the scriptures and i hear god's word because that's that's kind, that's the distinction that i make now because you can read the scriptures you can read the bible and you never hear god and we talked about it last week if your heart is hardened he will speak but doesn't mean that you hear him doesn't mean that your you, you your heart posture is ready to obey him so you read the scriptures and i've had people tell me all the time oh yeah i read the bible i read the bible i read the bible i didn't really get much or or yeah i read the bible i know the bible but the reality of it is that they read the Bible, they read the scriptures, but they didn't hear God. They didn't get God's word. And so I make sure to make that distinction. So I study the scriptures. And when I study the scriptures, I always pray and I ask, God, as I study the scriptures, allow me to hear you. Allow me to hear your word and help me to receive the spirit behind your word because you are a spirit. And he said, those who worship me will worship me in spirit and in truth. So I'm very careful to not just read the scriptures or be misled to believe that just because I'm reading the scriptures, I'm reading God's word. Because that might not necessarily be the case. So I read the scriptures and I pray that God allows me to hear his word. And what I hear, I obey. I do my best, right? And now that we've talked about having a hardened heart, I pray that my heart not be hardened and that my heart be softened so I can obey his word. So living a clear conscience means that I'm doing just that. And every day as I, as I read, every day as I hear God, every day as I obey, every day as I walk on faith, my conscience is clear. So right now, I remember I was even sharing... <laughs> I was even sharing how last time I spoke, which was in Haiti when I spoke, and I remember after I got done, and I think it was the night of, the night after, and I was asking my mom and a pastor, like, hey, do you think I was being aggressive? And I don't know where this thought came from, but lately I've been I've been thinking, do I come off as aggressive? Like, I, I can hear myself getting, you know, stronger. And, you know, all, like not yelling, but very, you know, adamant about what I'm saying. And I'm like, man, I don't want people to think that I'm coming from this holier than thou position or like trying to condemn anybody. I just want us all to win. And I want us all to be excellent. And I just pray that my heart, that that is communicated, if, if that makes sense. And so they were like, oh, no, like, you know, you're passionate and, and you're drilling it in, things like that. So I'm like, okay, great. Let me get that thought out of my mind, right? So even when I come on the podcast, I'm aware that some people might think like, okay, you know, maybe she's yelling at us or maybe she's pointing her fingers at us or trying to condemn us. That's not the case. And those of you who've been listening for a while, I'm sure you understand that that's, that's not the case. That's not my heart. I generally just want us to be great. I almost feel like I'm a coach in that way. And I feel like I've always had that tendency. If you ever worked out with me, I'm that girl who's like, it's in your head. Get out of your head. Let's go. You got it. You can do it. So I think it's the coach in me as well that is coaching us to be better because that's how I speak to myself. And so how I speak to myself, you're going to hear it. And it's not it's not demeaning in any way. So I hope nobody comes on here and feel demeaned like I'm demeaning them. But it's to empower us, right? I'm empowering you with love to do better because better is in you. Excellence is in you. Greatness is in you. And I believe that in order to be truly great in this life, to be excellent in this life, we have to be one with Jesus. We have to be one because to be one with him means to marry our spirit with his spirit, means to have his thoughts, his ideas, his way. And that is how we're able to be great in this life. And so if I got to talk a little loud and if I got to be a, a little assertive to wake that up in you, I will do that. And I do it with a clear conscience. So I guess I share that to say that if there is a way in which you are and you know without a shadow of doubt that where you're coming from is a place of genuine love and maybe people take you the wrong way. 
That is okay. If you take me the wrong way, you're just not meant to hear me. And I am okay with that. I am not selfish. There are so many other brothers and sisters in Christ, in the body. There are other kingdom citizens. You can probably go listen to them and get a word from them. And they can plant seeds for you in your life. I am okay with that. So I'm sharing that for you if you're listening. Don't get caught up in who hears you and who don't hear you. When Jesus was here, he was not caught up with people who didn't want to hear him. That is not his business. He came to do his father's work. So however that comes out, if it sounds too blunt, it is what it is. I'm not doing it for my own gain. I'm not doing it for personal gain. I'm not doing it to sound better than nobody. I'm not doing it to act like I know it better than anybody. I'm just doing what I feel God put on my heart to share. And how I express that is how it comes out. It's me. So however it comes out for you, however it's expressed for you, that is you. So if you're a little bit more, you know, subtle with it if you're a little bit more quiet with it that's you and I remember I used to compare myself to other people to other women who were very soft-spoken in their approach and I loved it it sounded good it sounded well and people received it and so I would be like oh my gosh like am I too like aggressive like am I coming off too manly like am I coming off too loud am I scaring people right I started thinking these things like should I be a little bit more soft with it and that's why even in Haiti I was thinking that because there were women who spoke before me and they were very soft with it they were very it sounded very loving and and very I don't know compassionate and stuff like that and I'm like oh this this feels good it sounds good right and here I come I don't know being very passionate and, and being very loud probably so then I'm like oh snap like do I feel like I have to be this way or is this it? But it's like, no, that's genuinely you, Samantha. That's genuinely you. And that is okay. However you authentically come off in God, that is okay because someone needs to hear it that way. Someone needs to know it that way. You're waking something in them that way. What I wake up in you may be different than when somebody wakes up in you, right? Somebody comes off and they're more um, soft-spoken in their approach, It's waking up something else in you. I remember I talked about even Tabitha's podcast. She was on this um, a podcast episode not too long ago talking about how to be confident in this world. And I shared how her podcast, Rainy Days with Tabs, it like provokes emotions, right? Like emotions I didn't know was there or things that I'm able to think about. And, oh, how do I feel about this? And how do I feel about that? She has an approach in which she speaks that's different than I But what she awakens is something different than I will awaken. And that's why we're all necessary. We're all important. We all play our parts in the kingdom of God. And if you can't receive from me, which I don't think that's any of you that comes on because you're obviously here for a reason. But again, speaking generally, you know, as I speak, think about me speaking as though I'm speaking for you. If you cannot receive from me, that is okay. That does not take away from my light. That does not take away from who it is that I am as a person and who I am as a child of God. There's a way I can speak about my parents that sounds differently and have a different perspective than the way my sister talks about our parents. Doesn't mean that we're both not children of our parents. The way I speak will resonate with some in in a certain way and the way she speaks will resonate with others in a different way. And that is okay. We're still bringing and talking about our parents that brings glory to them so when you speak and when you show up and when you do whatever it is that you do as children of the light and you bring glory to the father you're good again as long as your conscience is clear and you know you're not doing anything that's demeaning you know you're not doing anything that's contrary to doing things in love again wake up and think i need us to think please okay And if you're that deep, that's okay. I'm deep too. Let's go. Because the reality of it is that it's lonely on the deep end. But it's also very exciting. It is exciting being on the deep end, okay? It's refreshing. It's life-changing. And it's peaceful. Don't get it twisted. It's peaceful over here. Don't let the people in the shallow end who thinks they're deep punk you out of coming into the true deep end, okay? Let's go deep together. Let's be one as we are one with Christ. 
wake up and think please the shows that you are watching think about it what are they trying to get me to think what are they trying to get me to do because once i get your mind once i can put certain thoughts in your mind i got you and you get to advance my agenda the only agenda that we should be advancing is the agenda of the kingdom let me let that let me make that clear right now the only agenda we should be advancing is the agenda of god the kingdom of god so if that's not what you feel as though that you are advancing in your life you need to check that you need to check that that goes for everybody all of us needs to be held accountable in that way we keep giving our time we keep spending our time but we're not investing our time we're spending our time on idle things and not investing our time into advancing the kingdom of God. And in order to advance something, we must have their thoughts. So it's not enough to say, oh, yeah, 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 I'm advancing the kingdom of God. Yeah, 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 king, kingdom citizens. And we just go to church and but we don't know the thoughts of God. That's not enough. What are you advancing? Nothing. Get the thoughts. Act on those thoughts which really come naturally, really. And you'll see God's kingdom being advanced because you're bringing a new pattern into the world. That's how you know. You'll become influential. Influential. That's how we should be. We should be influencers, I told y'all. We should be making impact because we're bringing a different pattern. The pattern of God. The pattern of heaven. All right. <laughs> I feel like I'm being coachy right now, but please wake up and think. Please wake up and think. When you're scrolling on social media, ask yourself, what am I getting at? What am I thinking? What do they want me to think here? What am I really doing? You're watching TV. What am I really doing? What, are, what do they want me to think? How is this helping anybody? How is anybody benefiting from this? Now, if it's something that's, again, it's helping you to grow and mature, it's helping your business, it's helping your family, then that's okay. But if it's not, question it. Question the question, man. Question the question. All right, I'm not going to hold y'all because I don't like to feel like I just be beating y'all with it. But I need us to get it, please. I need us to be great, please. All right, I love you, but Jesus loves you so, 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 so much. Y'all be blessed, be blessed, be blessed.